0: Welcome to Coffee with the Doc, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor with over 30 years' experience helping people just like you with natural, holistic healthcare and lifestyle change. Dr. Schaefer is the creator of The Vibrant Lifestyle, a wellness program designed around six fundamental principles that, when applied to your life, will result in remarkable changes. Again, welcome to Coffee with the Doc, and here's Dr. Schaefer. Welcome to Coffee with the Doc. Well, I'm so glad you're here uh, on our first edition of 2019. I want to give you a little preview for this year, this upcoming year. We want to continue our conversation and teaching about health and wellness, focusing on the six principles of my vibrant lifestyle proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper mental, emotional, and spiritual well being, proper structure, and purging and eliminating toxins. Most things will fall somewhere under one of those particular headings. We're going to have a lot of guests this year, healthcare providers and others, covering topics such as exercise, balance, stress management, Yeah, we need that. Nutrition, finances. Uh, Finances are a big part of our overall well-being. Spiritual issues, mental health issues, sleep problems, toxic mold, and so much, much more. So it'll be an exciting year. I'm going to start this month uh, discussing several aspects of proper exercise. Uh, There's a right way to do exercise and really a, a wrong way, a way that can contribute to some other problems, and that's not at all what we want. While there are some generalities in this, there's also some individual aspects to that. And I said proper exercise, emphasizing that word proper. What might be good for me May not be so great for you. Proper exercise is a necessary part of improving your overall health, maintaining fitness, and helping to prevent disease. That's kind of the definition of exercise improving overall health, maintaining fitness, and helping to prevent disease. A necessary part, but not the only part, of an overall wellness program. Proper exercise positively impacts just about every aspect of our life. Our musculoskeletal system, all the muscles, tendons, ligaments, joints, bones, skin, and other structures, all of our internal organs, our circulatory system, that's our heart and blood vessels, our pulmonary system, our lungs, how we take in oxygen, our endocrine system, which runs all the hormones in our body, our immune system that helps uh, prevent illness and fight off bacteria and virus, our nervous system, our brain, and the wires that hook up to everything inside of our body, our digestive system, our lymphatic system, and really the rest of our internal organs, all positively impacted by proper exercise. Even our energy levels, our mood, our memory can be greatly impacted by proper exercise and our sex life. How about that? All-inclusive, isn't it? You bet it is. All of this, our entire body and mind dependent on proper exercise to stay optimally healthy. So the question, can you be optimally healthy throughout your life without proper exercise? And I'm gonna say no. You can be healthy, but I said optimally healthy. You cannot be optimally healthy. At your very best without proper exercise so here's another question would you like to be vibrant active well into your 80s 90s or even 100 well the truth is you're probably going to have a very long life centenarians those living to be 100 are one of the fastest growing segments of our population So the bottom line, you may not have a choice. You may live well into your 80s, 90s, or even 100. So do you want your later years in life to be active, healthy, and vibrant, or sickly and immobile? And the choice, for the most part, is yours. Your overall health and well-being throughout your life is 20 to 25% genetics, which you don't have control over, and 70 to 75% your lifestyle, which you do have control over. So if you know that you're probably going to live a long life, and if you know the majority of your health and well-being is dependent on you and the lifestyle that you lead, and if you know that you can't be optimally healthy throughout your life, without exercise, why would you not want to make it a priority to take care of yourself and exercise? So taking care of yourself includes proper exercise. So we're going to dig down into that a little bit, talk about what proper exercise is and what it isn't. By definition, the goal of exercise is to improve one's health. Did you hear that? The goal is to improve your health. But what do I see? A lot of people coming into my chiropractic clinic, what do I see? They have hurt themselves. You got it. Exercising. So most of the time, those exercises were type injuries were totally preventable. Hurting yourself exercising is doing totally the opposite of what exercise is supposed to accomplish. So here's the problem that I see with some aspects of exercise or even certain types of exercise. Well, First, let me give you um, the four components of a proper exercise program. There's the number one endurance part or cardio, getting your heart going. Number two is the strength, resistance. We have to keep our muscles strong and to do that, we need some resistance working against them to keep them strong. Number three is flexibility full joint range of motion. All of our joints to stay optimally healthy need to be able to move. And number four is balance. And we can stimulate that balance mechanism. So the problem, remember those people who have injured themselves exercising, what category of, of those four that I just mentioned do you think causes the most injury? Well, it's that strength part and endurance part. Lifting weights, running, sports-type exercises, um, exercises that involve a lot of quick, fast motions. Here's an example, and I'll give you the problem with running. Running is a great exercise in many ways. A lot of people do it. It's great for your heart. It can even be fun. But it puts a lot of wear and tear and stress on your lower legs and your lower back that builds up over the time. It's great for... Many aspects of your health, but for another area, it's not so good. Lifting weights can do the same thing. In other words, you're putting your joints under a certain amount of stress. Many people think that they must do more and more and more weight. Eventually, something breaks, and it's not the exercise equipment or the weights. Some of the fast moving types of exercise can also put joints under a great deal of strain. While those movements are getting their heart going and using uh, muscles, they run the risk of putting their body under strain because of the fast jerking motion of that particular exercise. So some of the things I did earlier in my life in the name of exercise have come back to bite me in my later years, like running and racquetball. I still love racquetball, but I don't play it anymore. Racquetball doesn't love me anymore a lot of quick jerking motions, putting a lot of undue stress on my knees, my hips, my shoulders, and my back. Because I play racquetball, even though I'm now 60, like I'm 25 years old. I die for shots and do stupid things that my brain just keeps telling me to do. So I found that, you know, I'm not going to play racquetball anymore. So here's something I've come to understand. Certain types of exercise are are known to put Excessive wear and tear on different areas of our body. And at the age you're doing these exercises, it doesn't necessarily seem to cause any pain. But later in life, you end up with a big problem. Here's my suggestion for middle-aged individuals and up 30 plus and older is to do exercises that are low impact and don't put undue stress on your body. And there's lots of these that fall into all types of different categories. I know, and some of you are saying, oh, no way, no way. I'm not giving up and whatever it is in the name of exercise. And I, and I get that. I was doing all those same kinds of exercises in my 20s, 30s, 40s, and even into my 50s, some of which I can no longer do because of the damage that they have caused doing them for all the years I did in the past. But back then, I'd have responded the same way. No way, no way, I'm not giving that up. But I've gotten wiser, and I'm treating a lot of folks that have abused their body when they were younger in sports and in the name of exercise. So if you want the best chance for being active well into your 80s, 90s, and 100s, don't abuse your body in the name of exercise. So I've said you can't be optimally healthy throughout your life without proper exercise. So what does that look like? Optimally, you're active most days. Now this is important. Exercising three to four days per week. And there's activity in being active and Just because we do that, we still need to exercise three or four days a week. And there's lots of activities that can be considered exercise. But keep your exercise routine fun and varied. Do plenty of things that that you enjoy doing. Exercise should not be a four letter word in your vocabulary. Let me go through those four components of exercise and give you kind of some ideas of, of some things that you can do. If you have not been exercising maybe at all or maybe it's been for a while Uh, get a complete physical to determine if it's really safe for you to be exercising don't want you going out there and and injuring something you maybe have a joint that has a problem etc heart not strong enough to be doing much exercise so figure all that out first get in to see your primary care physician make sure you get a complete physical first but the first component of exercise is endurance or cardio Getting your heart rate up to your target heart rate for roughly 15 to 20 minutes, three to four days per week, and that can vary a little bit, Uh, a good target will Heart rate will probably be around 130 to 140 beats per minute. There is a formula for this, which you can find online. Uh, I'm not going to get into that exactly, but you can figure out what your target heart rate should be. You should have something like a Fitbit or maybe a watch that can monitor your heart rate while you're exercising. So you can get your heart rate up to that target and keep it there for 15 to 20 minutes. This is really important for your overall cardiovascular and pulmonary health, getting that heart rate up and keeping it up. But there's a whole bunch of things you can do. Uh, Biking is one of them that's very low impact. It's also something your entire family can enjoy. Uh, Brisk walking is another one. Um, For me, I can't quite get my heart rate up to where I need it to be doing brisk walking. But if I were swimming, trust me, uh, swimming is an excellent form of cardiovascular and muscular strengthening exercises it's a really really good form of exercise down here in florida we can do it year round Um, indoors uh, on cold days or certainly if you're up north or in some other region uh, they have indoor pools that are heated you can do swimming on a consistent regular basis but i also do a lot of uh, yard work where you can get some pace going get moving out there in the yard with certain aspects of taking care of your yard then there's dance and jazzercise different classes that are offered. There's a variety of exercise equipment. Treadmills, gliders, Stairmaster, rowing, rowing machines, ellipticals uh, are some forms of exercise equipment. And then there's body weight cardio moves. And these are some of the ones that, that I do that I'm going to talk to you about in just a moment. But things like uh, burpees and other things that you can do in just moving your body, but it will get your heart rate going. Just about any activity that gets your heart rate up can be considered cardiovascular or endurance exercise. You just need to be able to get your heart rate up for that 15 to 20 minutes, so that might be mixing in a whole bunch of different things, which is indeed what I do. Well, number two, strength. Uh, the joints of the body, to stay healthy, they need to stay strong and surrounded by strong muscles. Muscles don't stay that way, in other words, strong, when we don't use them. So optimal health requires that we use Our muscles enough to keep them strong. Again, I mentioned some body weight exercises, the same ones in the cardiovascular section. In other words, you can do movement that strains or or stresses some of the different joints. I do burpees, push ups, different things along this nature where I'm using body weight as a form of resistance against range of motion. There's also elastic bands. In other words, you can put joints through a full range of motion with some resistance using an elastic band to work certain muscles. You can also use weights, putting a joint through a full range of motion with some weight. Um, Make it fun. Use your kids as a weight. I use my grandkids occasionally when they come running over in the yard and I'm out there. I'll use them as a weight and carry them around, do some movements with them. They absolutely love it. And again, you know, different aspects of your yard work. I carry things around and and I I lift them through certain ranges of motion when I'm maybe moving brush or branches or or whatever it might be. Uh, The key with strength training, and and some are going to disagree with me here, and that's okay, but you want to lower the risk of injury. Higher reps with lower weight will do that. Um, As we get into our 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, we're not looking to bulk up. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. Uh, That's not wrong at all. Some people want to do that. But for optimal health, we don't need to bulk up. We just need to have stronger muscles. And to get stronger muscles, we have to put some stress on them to keep them strong. Well, the third component of exercise is flexibility. Flexibility. For a joint to stay healthy, just as it needs to have strong muscles around it, it also needs to move and stay healthy throughout your life. It needs to move freely through its full range of motion. The problem is that during our normal daily activities, we don't typically put our joints through a full range of motion. We may use a lot of them, but we don't typically get them through their full range of motion. Therefore, we need to deliberately do some stretching and range of motion exercises. There's a lot of great things. Uh, You've heard of different yoga classes and stretching classes. Those are all great. I incorporate stretching during my workout, which again, I'm going to Cover kind of give you a glimpse of one of the workouts that I do on a kind of a regular basis. But stretching is often neglected, but it's really, really important to maintain joint health. I deal with the consequences of loss of range of motion in my chiropractic practice. Joints become very unhealthy when they don't move fully. The fourth part of exercise is balance. Now, this is a neuromuscular mechanism. In other words, there's a connection between your brain your nervous system, and the muscles in your musculoskeletal system. There's also some balance mechanisms in your internal ear. All of that information has to work together to keep you upright. But the good news is it can be stimulated and improved. There are a lot of different exercises and maybe some of the ones that you do, like I already explained, using body weight help with balance. But if you have issues with balance and you've noticed your balance has changed of recently, you should get in to see your primary care physician, get that checked out because there are some conditions that could be impacting your balance. There also could be some medications that maybe you're taking that could impact your balance as well. Additionally, if you have any musculoskeletal types of injuries or issues that maybe you're aware of or, or not aware of, such as a, maybe a knee problem, a shoulder, a hip problem, back, neck problem, I'd suggest that you work out with a professional. At the beginning, certainly learn uh, what to do and not to do in regard to your particular exercise. Exercise is great, but it needs to be the proper exercise for you. Proper exercise should not cause a problem or make a known problem worse. So did you hear that? Maybe you have a bad knee and you're doing a certain type of exercise, which is great cardio, but you also notice that your knee is getting worse Uh, It should not make that known problem worse. You need to do something else in the name of cardio so that your knee problem doesn't continue to get worse or where maybe it's your back problem or your shoulder. Proper exercise should not make a known problem worse. And might I add that if you have a knee problem or shoulder problem or back problem, please get that checked out and get that problem resolved so that later in life you can have um, abundant life be active because that problem will get worse. Let me give you a quick glimpse into uh, what one of my workouts uh, looks like to kind of give you an idea of of how I do it. And I'll tell you how this goes when I get done, give you some other uh, twists and examples of how I take some of these particular activities and mix them up a little bit. Uh, Number one, I typically will start with a brisk walk slash jog about 20 to 25 minutes. I'm gonna say walk jog because I mentioned earlier I have a hard time getting my heart rate up to my target by just walking even brisk walking. So I will jog on the grass maybe a, a, a house length or two. You now we live out on some acreage property so the lots out there are a football length in width. So I will jog for one of those maybe get my heart rate up to just about 140 and then I will brisk walk for maybe 2 or 3 House lengths, and then do another jog just to keep nudging my heart rate back up there on the grass, and that kind of keeps it up in that. When I get back home, um, and again, it's about twenty twenty five minutes on the walk. I'll do some stretching, different areas. I might stretch my hamstrings, some of my lower leg extremities, uh, maybe my hip joints. Then I'll do a little crossover side running on the grass. Uh, I play pickleball now instead of racquetball, but it still requires some some agility. And, and a little bit of running side to side, so I do those to to help with that. Once I finish that, I jump up to my porch and I do some crunches. And typically, while I'm calming down a little bit from doing the crunches, I'll stretch my hips because I'm already on my back and I can kind of stretch the hip joints real easily. I'll get off the porch, go back to the front yard on the sidewalk, do some burpees and some push-ups then maybe a little bit more stretching. Maybe I'll stretch uh, my quadriceps, my hamstrings a little bit more. Then I'll do some lunges. I do kind of a lunge walk back and forth. I do a certain number of those. I may jump back after that onto the porch and do some additional crunches and stretch some of my Shoulder joints, maybe go back out, do some of that crossover running on the grass, jump back to some burpees. I might do a set of planking in there, some additional stretches, and I may end with some sprints in the grass. Don't necessarily recommend that for everyone, but I do a very gentle, controlled, it's not like an all-out sprint, and my sprint probably looks like someone else's jogging, but <laughs> I wish it didn't. But anyway, all total takes about 45 minutes, maybe 40 to 45 minutes. I change up some of those different activities. Uh, I work on specific stretches for my shoulders and specific exercises using some banding for strengthening, maybe at different times of the day. You know, while I'm inside, maybe in the evening, I've come home from work, I'm just going to work on a specific area, strengthening that. I may use the bands, which I have inside my house. Sometimes I do those at work on my lunch break. I have some banding set up there that we use for patients. My lunch break, I go in there and do some banding exercises for my shoulders. You don't have to do all of that at one time, which is what I also do. I break it up. Maybe I even might break it up over a two day period. So, all of those things that I just mentioned that took about 45 minutes, I might break it up into two 20 minute sessions. You see, you can mix and match. The key is that you've got to use it, you got to keep moving, you got to stay flexible, and you got to stay strong for optimal health. Your optimal health throughout your life is dependent on you. Nobody can do it for you. It's dependent on you. Proper exercise is a key component of an overall wellness program. While yes, you may have some genetics, your lifestyle is 70-75% of your overall well-being and health. So it's dependent on you doing something. It doesn't necessarily come naturally. Well, I want you to thank you for listening. I My goal here on Coffee with the Doc is to help you and your family, your friends, lead a healthy, vibrant lifestyle well into your 70s, 80s, 90s, or 100, so you can enjoy life become and do all that you were designed to do, serving others and glorifying our God and our Creator. Do me a favor. Be sure to share this podcast with others. I appreciate you tuning in today.